Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, Managing Editor, FightfulWrestling.com. Fightful.com. If you guys are unfamiliar with Fightful.com, crossover MMA, wrestling, boxing website, bringing you the best in all of that. Podcasts, interviews, news, uh, lots of great stuff over there. If you don't like MMA, you don't like boxing, that's fine. Just go over to FightfulWrestling.com. We have uh, our YouTube separated as well, so you can get all or just some of the news. Uh, it's really up to you. Uh, we're all over social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Check us out. If you're watching live on YouTube, we have post shows for Raw, SmackDown. We have our flagship show, The List and Your Boy, every week at 6 p.m. Leave us a thumbs up. Tap that bell notification. All that great stuff really, really helps us. We have some other services, too. We have our premium service. We've broken a lot of stories on. That's FightfulSelect.com. Dozens of uh, exclusive podcasts per month. One of those is the host of the 205 Live NXT UK Review and our retro review that we do every month, Mr. Warren Hayes. He joins us tonight to talk WrestleMania 35. Warren, how are you? I'm doing fantastic considering how, you know, how busy we've been this weekend. <laughs> Lots of long shows, but uh, good shows. Uh, yeah, I mean, when you get so much great stuff packed into all this uh into this time period i mean it's it's kind of easy to to to, to stay uh to stay awake and alert this was fun glad to be here i am also joined by one alex palowski he joins me mondays tuesdays uh alex you've uh had a little bit of a break on saturday but here you are back at it and you got two more nights yeah yeah i i decided to take a self-imposed wrestling media blackout last night and the world went insane <laughs> barriers jumped left and right it was crazy also uh it's a wrestlemania so uh my normal attire has been given an upgrade i tried to wear a sport jacket but i realized that it's at the cleaners back in 2015 when it last fit me so um i decided just to go with a shirt but i did break out my very good pair of fingerless gloves <laughs> so it's officially a uh, mega pay-per-view podcast let's get this shit started <laughs> you embarrassed me alex you embarrassed me i try but let's go ahead and get into this show uh the pre-show i was ecstatic to see Paige on the panel uh edge and christian too there was a spot on the pre-show where Jonathan Coachman took a look at Sam Roberts and he said, I can be a baby face for once. <laughs> and he jumped all over that. Uh, Edge said, quote, Sam Roberts, you look like Dean Ambrose got put in the dryer with Krusty the Clown's wig. 
Alex, anything on this pre-show that uh, stands out to you? Oh, as far as the paneling goes, uh, no, no. I just, I just, try, I try to like tune in and out of that kind of stuff and make sure that I'm very focused on 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 the wrestling, the, the pre-show, the panel stuff, God, especially with Roberts up there uh, and <laughs> and Coachman trying to get over by not being as bad uh, as 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 uh, Sam Roberts is is at least a little bit of fun. Reminder: If you uh, donate a super chat, we will answer your questions. Uh, T.J. Ridgeway said, "How did Finn versus Bobby Lashley get a better ending than the main event?" Boy, we will get into that. But let's yep. get into what happened early on the show. Now, reminder, guys: We have NXT Takeover post shows, Ring of Honor New Japan post shows. We have uh, a wrap up that I did for each day of WrestleMania. I'm talking Bloodsport, AIW, Janela Spring Break, Joey Ryan's penis party. And I interviewed a ton of people leading up to these shows. Uh, Tony Schiavone, Eric Bischoff, Anthony Bowens. I talked to PCO, Bully Ray, RVD. I talked to Triple H even. Just a ton of different people uh, I was able to speak to uh, ahead of this weekend's show. So if you want more exclusive content, go show that one some love. Uh, Lots of it over there. Cruiserweight Championship match. Warren, you cover 205 Live every week. I thought this was a great way to set the tone. A lot of people aren't going to know these guys because they just watch Raw and SmackDown or maybe just don't watch anything and are tuning in. And these two guys were were the perfect match for the perfect spot. And what I liked, Warren, there were people in the building to see it. WrestleMania's doors opened in time for these guys to to be seen. I was going to mention that that for once, you know, they actually, that WWE got their logistics shit together and were actually open the doors uh, in enough time to to actually enjoy the cruiserweights and this was this was fantastic but i mean murphy uh, buddy murphy has proven to become one of the uh very first um well actually not only he's he's become the cornerstone or at least one of the top cornerstones of the division um and uh, tony nice look throughout 2000 18, and I know Alex is with me on this one because he as well is an avid 205 live listener. Too many people slept on Tony Nese, and he's had fantastic matches throughout. He even went on to NXT television to have an extraordinary match with one Jonathan Gargano. Uh, and it, it was it, it was his time to be put in the spotlight. I will admit, as much as I love this match, I was a little shocked that there was a title change because <laughs> Buddy Murphy has a mystique about him. He is, he's, he's the juggernaut. He says it himself. He's the immovable force of 205 Live. I really thought that when they gave the title to Nice, when he took it off of Alexander, that the WrestleMania match that we were going to get for the Cruiserweights was uh, Mustafa Ali or <clears throat> Ali and, um, and Buddy Murphy uh when uh Ali was moved off yeah. I, I was like who well who's going to take it off of him who is going to take the title off of Murphy and I'm still a little stunned it was a fantastic match but wow uh talk about pulling something that I was not expecting yeah Tony this Nese. was this was this is really good stuff the only thing that I didn't like about this match they pulled the the lame rush bandito spot where buddy murphy yeah. held onto the top rope fortunately he didn't do it for a full minute yeah, but there there were some good spots like Nisa's Dude Buster, the Fosbury flop. Oh God, can I stuff. can I can I can I say that just Fosbury flop? It is ah. the most it's the most fun move to pronounce. <laughs> I meant to give that one to you. I did, uh, Alex. Uh, your thoughts on this one? Um, uh, 
Tony Nice is one of the last um, uh, full-time original 205 Live members to not get a chance at at the title. Um, there haven't been that many title holders, but a lot of these original guys have gotten at least title matches. Uh, Tony Nese has been a great supporting character. During the Enzo Amore days, there was this great uh, moment where Drew Gulak, as, as Enzo's um, top you know, stooge, was forced by Enzo to beat up Tony Nese, who was Drew Gulak's best friend at the time. And Tony Nese held his own, was a great part of that. Um, I never saw him as being a future Cruiserweight champion. I just I think he's really talented and super athletic in the ring. I just don't feel like he has the the uh, requisite charisma that you would need to build a division around him as the champion. I I, I, I don't love, know that anybody does well, for that well, division. Well, Buddy Murphy Murphy does. Murphy does. If you then, then why hasn't it been built over the last six months, seven months? That's not certainly not Murphy's fault. He hasn't been allowed to, to even compete on on weekly TV in the past several months. He's incredibly special. My first thought when he lost this match was, are they going to pull a Mustafa Ali with Buddy Murphy and move him up yeah. to the main roster? Because he absolutely deserves it. And let's be honest, that guy's not 205 pounds. So, <laughs> so, so he absolutely can hang with guys who are much bigger than him. Um, he's incredibly powerful, incredibly fast, uh, incredibly a- agile. I, I really feel like maybe he's getting the call up around the soup shake time. Yeah, we'll talk about that then. I, at this point, I'm like, man, I, I don't know who I would want to even see called up. We'll talk about that at a completely different time. I thought this was a perfect opener. Like I said, there there was an audience for this. Nice went wild and got the pin after some heavy offense, including the running Nice and the German suplex. This was just a fun opener. A lot more fun than the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal because there was some weird shit, man. Like I got harassed on social media when I did a Fightful Books It on Select. And I said, oh, you know what? Ember Moon could be in the Battle Royal. And everybody said, well, she's out for eight months. And I'm like, I don't know what kind of elbow surgery you guys have heard about. Like that kid in the meme that's like, I don't care that you broke your elbow. Like that must have been the catastrophe. Like that was directed towards her and that the insult put her out mentally for eight months. Because I don't know of an elbow surgery that keeps you out for eight months unless it's like heavy tricep surgery or something like that she's back but she didn't get an entrance she should have gotten an entrance yeah you know maybe over naomi but i get why they would put naomi's because she won a battle royal and yeah. she is a former champion uh, but instead Kyrie sane's in there kind of unceremoniously candace uh LeRae. candace Lorray unceremoniously and then we get into the match Alex, you're, you're not going to like what happened. Nikki Cross got jobbed out pretty quick, and somebody said, what? What? there could only be one winner. And I'm like, yeah, but she doesn't she's, need to be eliminated immediately. She doesn't need to be the first loser or second loser either. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> she, she could absolutely have been in the final five and, and made it work. She's really special, I feel. And again, another NXT call-up recently that has not been utilized. Yeah, I mean, good God, the sanity hasn't been either. Um, Ember Moon eliminates Naomi, and I thought she should probably win this, and then she hit a couple of eclipses and got tossed out, Warren. Yep, yep pretty much. That's uh, that's the gist of it. Um, I, I I actually, I liked the Women's Battle Royal, to be 
completely transparent. I thought there were nice, nice little, um, nice little story moments throughout. You know, like the the coordination amongst the uh, the uh, riot squad for for a small bit. Uh, then there was uh, Dana Dana Brooks's moment, which actually got a really good reaction from the crowd. Uh, I I didn't think it was all that bad for what it was. It was a lot of fun. Odd booking, sure. I I don't I don't even remember seeing Candice LeRae being eliminated for for one. But I enjoyed it overall. Alex, I howled when I heard Renee Young say, "Quote: This is Dana Brooks WrestleMania moment, yeah. and it might be all might, things considered. It, it, it might very well end up being her best WrestleMania moment. Um, uh, I mean, it was it was uh, nice to see Oscar utilized and made it look strong throughout the match uh, up until her elimination. Um, uh, I, I I also I also was seeing this. I was saying this is a great spot." to give Ember Moon the win here and say, oh my God, she's back earlier than everybody thought and she looks great and ready to go and you could immediately slot her in uh, somewhere near the top of whatever division she winds up on after the soup shake. It's perfect. And then, you know, she looks great and then got eliminated a little too early for my liking. Well, Dana Brooke uh, <laughs> eliminated a couple of the Riot Squad members. Lana and Kyrie Sane had an interesting exchange, but... Uh, Lana got eliminated by the Riot Squad, so did Kyrie, and that led up to the Dana Brooks spot. The elimination uh, from Fire and Desire did not look good on Dana Brooke. Like, they waited like 10 extra seconds. It was hideous. This was not a good match. Uh, Mickey tosses out Mandy, then Sonya tosses out Mickey, and it's down to Asuka, Sonya, Sarah Logan. And I'm thinking, that's kind of cool. It's kind of different. Asuka beats both of their asses, sweeps Sonya out, knocks her down, and then Sarah Logan eliminates her, and I'm like, whoa, that's bold. And I was like, I had this range of emotions, guys. I was like, <laughs> wow, I don't know how I feel about this. What's going on? That was like, my my exact reaction was, wow, that's really that's really new and different. It's that's a brand new person that you have that you're now positioning as one of your top people. Oh, wait, why did you make her a loser for the last year? Yeah, like, why do you position her as a loser on TV? We're, we're not going to win this. You know? We're not going to pretend like the booking of ten months ago has anything to do with this night because that's that's just what they do. Um, Becky Lynch was getting jobbed out ten months ago. That's what so, I mean. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Carmella shows up. She's still in the match. I hate that. I like Carmella. She is the finest example of being able to do something with nothing in pro wrestling. And I'm not talking about her talent. She's a very talented woman, mm-hmm. uh, but. She makes the best out of every situation, Warren, and yep. she won this, and now she's a WrestleMania Battle Royal winner. Well, and I mean, you know, it's a, it's a similar trajectory trajectory to what Naomi to to what led to Naomi winning the Battle Royal last year as well. You know, Naomi was, had been a SmackDown Women's Champion beforehand. She was, uh, you know, uh, in the upper tier, always considered in that uh, main event. Carmella last year was SmackDown Women's Champion for uh, for a few months. Uh, defeated Oscar, got you know, did a whole bunch of stuff, then cooled down a bit, and and I mean, just her pairing with our truth has been perfect. The seven second dance breaks, I mean, they've just been, uh, they've become a thing now, uh, uh, and that's entirely on her, like you said, to have um, uh, to have made the most out of it. So I'm perfectly okay with her winning, absolutely. Yeah. So Carmella ends up the victor. I'm fine with that. Up next, 
a a rather fun what I thought developed into a, a tag team match that had six days of build and New York characters at the very least on fire. Carmella's actually from Massachusetts, but she's billed from Staten Island. You had Tony Nese win. Hawkins and Ryder defeated the Revival, and they were over. Man, they got some good reactions, Hawkins and Ryder did. Alex, I know the Revival are here, boys. Yeah, they are. What did you think of this? Um, I mean, listen, I, I, I believe that you can feel two things at once, even if those things conflict. <laughs> I, I feel really great for Kurt, for Curtis Hawkins for getting off the schneid and getting his first win in, you know, literally forever. I think that's great. Good for him. And this totally even further cheapens the raw tag division uh, to have really your only legitimate tag team on, on Monday nights uh, lose to, uh, to these two guys who can't even get on TV. There's been no TV build to this match. Uh, it's been all built through like backstage videos and on dot com stuff. Uh, and they lose to a guy who never wins. I mean, I don't know how that looks in the long run for, for the for this tag division. Well, I think we can look for some silver lining here, though, Jeff. <laughs> um, the um, the um, well, see, I thought what was interesting here was uh, was the fact that this had very little build, well, like zero TV build, just like you said. But you know what? You put talented guys in the ring. You let the pro wrestlers tell the stories in the ring, and they will reel the audience in. And that, to me, is a mark of success from all four guys who were in that ring. They told an, an excellent story. They were able to uh, they were able to uh, uh, put uh, put something together that got the audience invested in what they were doing, despite the fact that they didn't have as they didn't have any confrontations on television. There was no legit build, and that's on them. That's on the revival. That's on Ryder and and Hawkins. Good on them. There was uh, a lot of rider selling here, and there was some good damn wrestling here, too. De- decapitation elbow. Uh, there was a double neck breaker that Ryder did. The ref missed a pin on Ryder all together. That was odd. But the revival follow-up with their assisted leg drop. Hawkins gets the hot tag, and the crowd exploded. Imagine how good that had to feel for a New York native to hear all those people ch- literally chanting his name going crazy for him. It was awesome. Um, Hawkins hit an, a great spear yeah. outside the ring, and I like that because that's a callback to their edge days. Mm-hmm. That was that was great. Uh, Ryder does this flying rough rider, does a really great suplex over the top rope. There's a filthy bain, brain buster on the floor. Ooh, yeah. Jesus, there was some really good offense. Zero build, crowd all about it. Hawkins wins with a small package. And the crowd explodes. And guys, you know, even if you've got a small package and you want to explode, you know, your Instagram can explode with positive comments like mine did thanks to these beautiful new shirts from RSV LTS. They sent me one of these shirts. I posted it on my Instagram. I posted it on Twitter. Look at this. Macho man, Randy Savage. Look, maybe you're at a barbecue at a cookout and you're like, you know what? I want to show some love to Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Undertaker or Ric Flair for whatever reason, the ultimate warrior. Now you can do it. 
thanks to these beauties by RSVLTS. And right now, if you use the code FIGHTFUL, you get 20% off. I was stunned at the reception that we got on Instagram from these. They are beauties. And let me tell you, I talk about quality a lot. I don't like to wear trash shirts. These are beauties. These are magnificent. High quality. Andrew got one. Jeremy got one. Check out the designs. They have them over at rsvlts.com, the WWE Collection. Let me just give you guys a gander at some of these here in a minute. But uh, like I said, 20% off. Use that code FIGHTFUL. Man, got to show them some love. Look at these. Amazing. Look at You want to step in. Maybe you don't get enough sauce at your barbecue. You throw one of those bad boys on. Kick Wham Stunner. Use the code FIGHTFUL. Save 20%. DJ Cass says, Am I the only one who can't believe this company actually did happy endings and it made the show better, I thought. I thought so too. I've been saying this for, for months, Alex. Book happy. Yeah, no. You, yeah, but this, this is one of those things where everyone was saying, um, well, there's no way all three of our faves could possibly win the big matches on on WrestleMania. So which which one is you think is most likely to lose? That was a major talking point on wrestling Twitter over the past when, week. All my Q and A's over the last month. Yeah, yeah. So so I mean, I'm sh- frankly shocked that that all three of our of our faves, quote unquote, won. Um, I, I, I would have said that was impossible, even even yesterday. Um, but the way that the, the, the matches were going, it really felt like it was that kind of night, like random with like, for example, something like a, a, a Kurt Hawkins, uh, getting his first victory, uh, with a, with a flash roll up, uh, at WrestleMania is like, wow, maybe it's a special kind of night. I know that's stupid, but it felt that way through most of the night. Up next, the Andre, the giant Memorial battle Royal. I got to say it, guys. Colin Jost is a phenomenal pro wrestling heel. (laughs) That guy is really good. He comes out there wearing an OBJ uh, Browns jersey at MetLife. Phenomenal. Uh, Luke Harper is back unceremoniously. Kind of humbling and sad to see Andrade in this. And EC3 gets eliminated first. The man's got friggin' Ebola right now and is still wrestling. So I I was told that's what lended to that more than his absolute burial that we've experienced over the last three months. He's like, he didn't have like literal Ebola. He has- Not literal Ebola. He's <laughs> okay, got the okay. flu. Okay. Got- well, that's, that's very different. And I'm glad, flu. I'm glad that he, uh, wish him a speedy recovery. And thanks to our, our friends at omgee.com. If you don't cook with ghee, you're doing it wrong. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, you make this show possible. Uh, Jinder Mahal like viciously eliminated the Lucha house party, Warren. <laughs> Yes, yes, good on, I mean, what an honor for Grand Metalik to have been tossed over by former WWE champion Jinder Mahal. I mean, what it's going to do for his career. (laughs) My God. This is my opportunity to get back in the main event. Exactly. Yeah. He's looking up at Lucha House Party. Down here, guys. (laughs) Braun Strowman mows down a lot of people, including heavy machinery, which was satisfying to me. Well, yeah. <laughs> Earlier in the match, before he did the mowing down, he got they they teamed up to suplex him. That was a really cool spot that like was 
totally not focused on by the camera, but happened dead center of the ring. And I was like, that was a really cool spot. Otis and Tucker teaming up to see to suplex Braun, and then he gets them back later. That's a story that they were told in the match that never got focused on in the actual storytelling. Uh, this there was a really good spot where Strowman booted Ali and Harper in the middle of a suplex spot yeah. off the apron to the floor. Ali hit the the table as I reported on Fightful Select tonight. Uh, Ali is okay, cried a couple stitches, but he's all right. That was a great spot. Jost and Shay try to come in and help the Hardy boys eliminate <laughs> Braun Strowman, but they don't, and the Hardys get eliminated. Jost pleads and begs. He says he's brought his therapist with him to help Braun Strowman work through problems. Braun beats the guy up. Michael Shea is out. Jost actually almost eliminates Braun Strowman on the old boot, but Braun heaves him over on the pile. I gotta say, as far as celebrities rank, these guys are in the top percentile in my estimation. Uh, their work, their promos, it didn't screw anything up compared to all the raw GMs and the, the, the guest hosts and the WrestleMania people. And Alex, I think these guys did pretty damn good. And Braun ended up winning. Yeah. Braun ended up winning. That was, that was certainly the right call. I thought, um, Weren't these guys supposed to be the official WrestleMania correspondents? Like they were there ostensibly to do another thing, and they ended up just being in the Battle Royal. That was well, the only thing they did. As we found out later, Alex, they had not yet passed their medicals. Ah, I see. That's, that's because good. Kevin Nash and Scott Hall showed up for some <laughs> reason in Dr. Gear. Now, Kevin Nash had done that at one point in TNA, yeah. and he did the old... <laughs> the yeah, old glove clap and said, yeah, yeah. Oh, time for uh, prostate exam. That's prostate true. exam. That's uh, the, the funny one was when he did it in TNA and he goes, by the way, if anybody finds an SEC championship ring, I lost <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought was very funny. But yeah. Braun, win- Braun wins the battle royal. Uh, Jost and Shay got their comeuppance and – Something else came up in them to whatever whatever's going on back there, but right, Alex, your your thoughts. I uh, the, my favorite part of this of the whole match was the moment between Harper and Strowman. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought that was really cool, and I loved that the crowd was like super into it. Like I love when when like knowledgeable crowds are in there and they see the little thing there that that people in the ring are trying to communicate to them, and they react to it in this big way, and it made me go gosh, I really miss Luke Harper. And I wouldn't hate like a month long thing on raw between, between Braun and Luke. Like if you're not going to use Luke at all, it's no slouch. If he ends up getting his ass kicked by Braun, but putting up a good fight in the process, like that was really cool. Um, I, I just, I, I, I can't believe we were this close to getting Luke Harper added to that uh, Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton feud. And they're like, nah, just kidding. He was so close to being a part of a WrestleMania, a WrestleMania main event. And, you know, he was out for a while, but they just don't want him on TV for this thing. That that thing he posted on Twitter was really, um, really eye-opening. Like the way he, he views his place in the company and how he's not going to let it, he's not going to let them tell him whether or not he can do it. And I'm really looking forward to that match that he and uh, Dijakovic had at the Access taping. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to seeing that on the on the network. Warren, any final thoughts on the Battle Royal? Uh, I I really preferred the women's Battle Royal. 
Uh, I thought I honestly thought from an in-ring perspective they both kind of sucked, but well, I mean, no, but I mean, you know, for what they were, I mean, you know, it's just like you know, as little spots uh, to put everyone on the card. I felt the women told more interesting stories throughout the match, brother. Twenty-four hours ago, I was watching Crime Time and NWO Sting in a battle royal. So, <laughs> what what am I WrestleMania weekend? Then we get a moment because mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss is out to host, and she says at the snap of her fingers, she can make a WrestleMania moment happen. And, you know, she didn't bring out The Undertaker or Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn, you know, people who wanted to be on this show. Not The Undertaker. He didn't want to be on it. But (laughs) it's Hulk Hogan, and he got a huge pop. And then he intentionally screws up the name of MetLife Stadium or MetLife Field, whatever the hell it is. Stadium, yeah. MetLife Stadium by calling it the Silverdome. And then he unintentionally screws it up by calling it the MetLife Center. There's really no reason we need to talk about this. No, there we can isn't. move on. We can move yep. on. Uh, the only thing worth mentioning is that Big E <laughs> said that Hulk Hogan did apologize to him personally and uh, heard him out. Now, this th- that's good to hear because yeah. the feeling that I got from a ton of people backstage was that Hulk Hogan's apology last year was, sorry, I don't get caught. Make sure you guys don't get caught either. We'll move on. So, by the way, this format got blown all to hell in the last day. Yeah. Yesterday... I, I had talked to someone. AJ Orton was kicking it off. There was the uh, women's match, then the Elias thing, then uh, Brian and Kofi. But instead, Paul Heyman comes out and says that they're not going on last. They're getting the hell out of New York early. Warren, I thought that was remarkably in character for Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar. That was good. I mean, when you talk about reading the room, this is ex- this is exactly it. This was this was perfect perfectly logic uh you, you know it's like look brock has no time to waste here he's not gonna hang around all that long for the mid card what no no there's a there's a there's a 7 30 flight out back to saskatchewan that we're gonna yep. jump on right now yep. let's just get this shit over with no i thought it was brilliant yeah um we sean you and i joke on raw whenever brock's there he's almost always in the first segment of the show. And we joke yeah. about Brock, Brock must've had an early flight, uh, you know, back to Moose Jaw or wherever the hell he's from, you know, like, like it was in it, this time they actually played into that. And I loved that Heyman had no time for Hogan either. He just strode <laughs> out right, right past him, right down the incredibly shiny walkway. And, and he goes down there and he's like, okay, okay, okay. Let's just get this over with. That was perfect. Yeah. I thought it was just remarkable. It was really good. And it was a way to put this match first, Kofi Bryan in the middle, other main event at the end. It was a way of like sandwiching your main events yep. in, in a wonderful way. And this was very short. And that's all it needed to be. Yeah. That's all it needed to be. Brock Lesnar comes out and beats the tar out of Seth Rollins. F5 outside, thrown into the barricades over tables. Uh, Rollins is is beaten down. Uh, the bell rings and Rollins thrown all over the place again. Then he punches Brock Lesnar right in the penis. I really should have brought that out for WrestleMania. Um, three curb stomps. I think we got to call that the, the Bowser stomp. <laughs> if you do it three times to the big boss, that's the Bowser stomp. Yep. We can call it that now. It is. Uh, Rollins wins. Interesting stat, Warren. Rollins has won a match at every WrestleMania he's competed at. Now he Wait. did lose. 
wait a minute, didn't he uh, lose to Randy Orton? Yeah, that's what people said. Like, but, 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 but Randy Orton, but, but, well, he, he won a but, match but, that night. But, 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 he, but, he won a match that night. Um, great. The top prize is now on Monday Night Raw, Alex. Yes, it's now on Monday Night Raw. Every single one of them, probably. Um, uh, this, this is, this is great. Uh, I, I actually really, uh, enjoy the storytelling of this, like Brock being like, no, 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 no. Um, I, I'm still feeling, uh, those dick punches. So, um, I'm going to beat the living hell out of you. Uh, then I'm going to have the the ref like start the match and then I'm going to beat the hell out of you some more. Um, and I also love, uh, Seth being like, well, technically you cheated by attacking me before the bell. So my cheating by punching you in the dick now is just turnabout's fair play. And then I'm then I'm going to win this this thing. Because like all the stuff he's been saying like, in interviews is like Brock doesn't doesn't belong. Like if he's not gonna actually show up, then he shouldn't have the belt. Nobody likes him, all this kind of stuff. So I love that like it does not matter what I do. I gotta get this belt off this giant red thing. And I and I have and I the, the red belt off the off the red man. Uh and <laughs> No matter what, win at all costs. And I love that that's part of the storytelling. And and because there's no automatic rematches, Nelson's like, sweet. Now I now I get what I needed and the fans get what they needed, which is to for Brock not to have this belt. There were people, and we're going to talk about this more and more, and there were people that said, like Alex said, the talking point, the big poll was, who's going to lose? Who's going to lose? Mm-hmm. And how long have we been saying, Alex, money's in the bank. Yeah. They don't got to build heat. No, they don't. <laughs> try, try to get asses in seats. Yeah. Like, for the love of God. Like, mm-hmm. I'm cool with it. Warren, your, your thoughts on this? I mean, I'm, I'm going to be excited to cover Monday Night Raw anyway. I love my job, and it's Raw after Mania. But the prize is on the show. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I thought th- this was... This was wonderful. And what a way to kick off the show, really. Uh, Seth was bumping like he was uh, ready to retire uh, throughout the the, the first entire segment. Uh, And essentially, Brock got, uh, he got Goldberged, right? Like, ultimately, there's a bit of, uh, is is there maybe some some sense of long-term storytelling or some comeback, just some karma coming back to to Brock or, you know, the way he treated John Cena? That's exactly what happened. Uh, And, and you know, like Alex said, I, 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 what I really liked here is that is I've always liked Seth Rollins's uh, babyface character. I know a lot of people dug his heel work, and for for good reason, he was really good. But I really like the fact that Seth he doesn't really give a he doesn't really give a shit. He'll do what needs to be done to win a match. Sometimes you know he's done that when in his feud with Dolph as well. Um, I so the fact that he just goes ahead and low blows because he's been tossed around for like five minutes into the barricades and into uh into foreign announcers i think it it just made perfect sense it was wonderful the bowser stomp i'm completely okay with it it got me hyped for wrestlemania it was perfect it was perfect i i really enjoyed it and it, it has me looking forward to monday night raw already on a weekly basis like pretty sure it's gonna end up being rollins and reigns which you know, that'll be something, but maybe, well, also the Saudi Arabia show getting moved from right before Ramadan to right after Ramadan opens up a whole new set of questions because I thought if that show was in early May, 
there's probably a good chance that we see Lesnar yeah. working it. Maybe, maybe not so much now. Up next, AJ Styles defeated Randy Orton. This was very hard hitting. They just they slugged it out. They they went at it. Orton immediately goes for an RKO, but it doesn't work. Styles hits his forearm to the outside. Orton does the back suplex onto the barricade. Styles lands a great Ushigaroshi and a calf crusher. Uh, crowd really distracted during this. They didn't like the lights there. I can tell you firsthand, sometimes WWE's lighting can be a pain in the ass. Orton thinks they're respond or they're reacting to him, Alex. <laughs> to which I does. can say, as if. <laughs> as if. <laughs> of course Randy thinks they're reacting to him. Yes, uh, and he worked very well in this match. He did a super duperplex, which is what I'll call it when people get vertical on that superplex. Uh, Styles got a 450. And I, I like the finish where Styles almost got caught with the RKO out of nowhere, which everyone would have expected Warren that one off the ropes, but he's like, no, no, I see it coming. Going to drop your head over the top, hit you with a forearm and pin you. Solid match. One that I, I don't know if it needed to be on this show to this degree with the length of it, but that's a different conversation for a different day because at this point I was just like, yeah, fine match. Cause we're still early in the show. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I I thought this. I thought that it was extremely solid. Was a, a lot of fun. Um, I I think we need to point out the fact that uh, AJ Styles has now joined a uh, about a dozen or so wrestlers who uh, have kicked out of the RKO. Uh, you know, I had a lot of people freaking out on my Twitter timeline. I was like, calm down, calm down. It's, it's, it's not. It's been a while since someone has kicked out, but you know, Brock Roman. Uh, Seth, Triple H, Batista, uh, Mark Henry is kicked out. Uh, Daniel Bryan's kicked out of an RKO. You know, there's about a dozen or so folks. But I mean, it's nice company. I thought this was a great match. Alex, any thoughts? I thought this really benefited from its placement on the show, on the card. Like if, if this had been in the, in the final third of the show, like it would have been just a, a slog to get through nobody people would have been like oh no like when is this going to be over but this was this was fine this was fine action between two uh great veterans who knew what they were doing um it didn't feel over long but maybe that's because it was in the first third it was early in the card uh, i think that that really helped it um i i, I again I, I i popped for aj kicking on the rko because it is rare, and I think the movie is still protected because it puts away everybody except for. I love that AJ's like, "That's your one move, man. If <laughs> if if you hit that and it doesn't finish a guy, then you're vulnerable, you know. Or if I can get you to not hit it on me, because also there were great points where where Randy went for his uh, his RKO off of a springboard, and AJ did the fake springboard. He's done that before in the past. Like I love that AJ has that scouted, and because he was able to kick out of that one which you could see really affected him. Even though he kicked out, he couldn't get up for a while. I thought the move stayed protected, even though AJ had it scouted and and was able to kick out of it. Lacey Evans shows out, walks out, leaves. What the hell are they doing with her? Why wasn't she even in the goddamn Battle Royal? I don't care, and there's no point in us talking about it tonight because we're going to be talking about it tomorrow and Tuesday anyway. True. (laughs) Hall of Fame inductions are red. Tori Wilson gets a monster pop. Yeah. Alexa Bliss visited Colin and Michael Shea in the trainer's room. We had the outsider spot. And then we have Rusev and Lana out here shilling nut butter. (laughs) You know, I know a thing or two about 
nut butter, guys. You know who else knows something about nut butter? Do do you guys? Do you know who could tell you a little bit about nut butter? Well, I I, I would say uh, the obvious one, but probably I... the Disco Inferno, who's going to be at Raja Live <laughs> on May twenty third, two thousand nineteen. That's Double or Nothing Weekend in Las Vegas. If you're familiar with the name Raja. Raja.com, the first wrestling website I ever went to, Raja.com. Gotten to know these guys quite a bit lately, and they're running a wrestling show <laughs> limited to 150 people. Visit at Raja Live on Twitter and get more information. But you were talking Eddie Kingston, old blue pants, Leva Bates, Disco Inferno. There's a Nexus reunion with Michael Tarver and PJ Black, newly signed to Ring of Honor, uh, competed at Madison Square Garden this past weekend. This weekend, Tickets are 25% off. Check it out. Raja Live. That's May 23rd, 2019. Disco Inferno won't come at you with his nut butter. But he'll show you a good time, I'm sure. He'll he'll show you a good time. Disco's having some good performances on Impact Wrestling. Hey, there's going to be guys like Chris Bay and Damian Drake, up-and-coming wrestlers on uh, the indie scene. Be ahead of the curve. Check out Raja Live. As I said, intimate setting, limited to 150 tickets. Get them now. Uh, If you're in town for uh, Double or Nothing Weekend, you're probably going to see me there. So come on, hang out, go to Raja Live. Uh, I'll post a link on Twitter where you all can get those tickets 25% off. Fun fact, guys. I was going to report this on Fightful Select. Well, just one of those little scoops I get here and there, right, that I post over there. It was pitched this weekend for the Joey Janela Spring Break show, that when LaParka came out to the ring, that Disco Inferno run behind him and hit him with a chair. <laughs> As a receipt for the, the GIF all those years later. Again, Raja Live on Twitter. Get your information. Good people over there. Ron Simmons shows, ah, I can save that one for later. I can't hit that one yet. Late in the show, we get a dance break. I'm not sure what took R-Truth and Carmella so long to get out there, Alex, because... Alexa had to go. I said a break. Yeah, the 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 way she did it though made it made it feel like it was supposed to be scripted. Like they were supposed to take a long time to get out there, but then when they got out there, they didn't do anything yeah. with it. It was just listen, 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 Mister Truth. It is a quarter to midnight. Get the show <laughs> on with it, please. I I I I thought it was scripted too. I thought it was going to be like you'd have. Our truth, like pop his head, you know, like around. Is it our time now? You know, just some kind of zany, zany counter entrance. But yeah, it just came out of yeah. My bad. Sorry. Let's do it again. Kind of thing. I don't know. Up next, the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, new contracts, same champions. The Usos win. I kind of like the champions coming out first in a lot of these matches. Warren, what did you think? Yeah, actually. I, I like I liked it I liked it as well. Uh, you know, you, what else can you say? It, it it established everything really quickly. You you knew what was coming up. It felt uh, you know sometimes just flipping the formula a bit around it, uh, it it adds just enough freshness to 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 feel new, right? And we like to be surprised in wrestling, don't we? Well, this was a another solid match. Cesaro and Sheamus have kind of like their own WrestleMania mini moments here. Cesaro did 
32 revolutions <laughs> on a Cesaro swing. And Sheamus gets one of his own with the beats of the Bodron, I think it's called, on everyone. Yeah. That was a cool spot. That, Alex, is what the bar is about, was that yeah. spot. Yeah, uh, right before that started, uh, Ricochet got the hot tag and Cesaro got the hot tag. And Ricochet immediately did like a super duper around the world Huracan Rana. And Cesaro took it, got up and hit him with a (laughs) vicious European uppercut. And I was like, you can sign me up right now for a Ricochet versus Cesaro and a best of 77. And no, I did not misspeak. That's how awesome these two guys I feel like can be together. This was a great thing. I, all these guys felt like they were really cool um, moments between them. Rusev and Shinsuke like have a lot of really cool tandem offense that they haven't had in the past. Like I'm into them as a tag team. Well, I, I was definitely into this match. Besides the Tower of Doom, another Dove cries. I know mm. it's got it's got to happen though. Like it's a, it's a contractually obligated at this point. It was it's so stupid. Like everybody just steadying themselves um, up there. No, and then that's that's a good way to take me out of a match. And the cherry on top is the two final guys who come in to set up the Tower of Doom and who are standing. Yeah, they take the bump as well. They <laughs> they, they bump. Because it's stupid. You're the you guys are standing. Why are it's, you la- launching yourselves off onto the ground? It's dumb. It's idiotic. The thing I love it is that they act like it, it took so much strength <laughs> for them to move the whole pile of bodies that they have no strength left to stand. Warren, it's ridiculous. I hate it. Six thirty on Ricochet, but everyone breaks it up. Each one go. Each guy goes into a standing strike finisher, but then the Usos win with the double Uso and a super kick for the win. Uh, Warren, I'm fine with this. Usos are one of the world's greatest tag teams, and they are interesting in every aspect to me. Yep, uh, I mean uh, uh, they are uh, arguably they're up there. They're one of the two best tag teams in the uh, in uh, on the entire main roster, uh, and they are credible. They're fantastic. I I really liked. The I, I really liked how everyone broke up the six thirty. Like mm-hmm. everyone ran in to make sure that this was, did not end here. No one trusted each other enough, and it just was, everyone just dove in. I thought it was necessary. Perfect. Everyone had to break it up yeah. because it was it was a it was a great one that landed really flush, like really flush. On I think Sheamus was the one who took it. That was great. I loved all this. Um, and yes, you're right. The Usos deserve deserve to stay champs. Um, they're, they're the best tag team, uh, on, uh, in WWE, um, and the second best w, uh, tag team WWE, I hope, uh, gets a chance to face them at sometime in the near future. That's the revival. I want, I want these guys to wind up on the same brand, but here's the question for you guys. Do you think that this signals, uh, future in the very near future, a breakup of the tag team, Alistair Black and Ricky yes. Chase, since they were unsuccessful three times this week? Yeah, it should. It should. Yeah, they're they're singles wrestlers. They they've done a lot of cool stuff as a tag team, but they're singles wrestlers. I think they they're have, over. They, there are enough tag teams. I mean, Sanity and the club are sitting on the bench. Kevin right. Owens and Sami Zayn were not on the show. They weren't. Yeah, did you see? Uh, Carl Anderson tweeted this out in the WrestleMania program. Yeah, they had Gallows labeled as Anderson and Anderson labeled as Gallows. God. I did not see that. Yeah, so. That's something. Another solid match. Then we get Falls Count Anywhere. Shane McMahon defeated The Miz. And I love the Graves line. 
What's the big deal? Mrs. Dad didn't even like him until two months ago. (laughs) Shane attacks Miz, puts him on the table. But old Potato Face, Mr. Miz, gets in the way. (laughs) And then a meme that I will use for the rest of my life. Yes, yes. Mrs. Dad gets in the ring, and he is so innocent and just... (laughs) Rose up his dukes and Shane. Wait, now, I know a lot of people bust his balls. The guy trains with Phil Nurse, one yeah. of the best striking coaches out there. Put the pain on him. But Miz shows up and beats his ass, snaps. Miz was already bleeding at this point. My favorite thing is you could see Mr. Miz saying, I'm okay, I'm okay, but he's selling dead. <laughs> he looks like Pacquiao after the Marquez knockout. Just face down, just. No, I'm good, man. No, I swear I'm fine. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna try to tell you I'm fine without moving my face too much, though. This was great. Uh, they brawl into the crowd. There's a DDT on the set that Miz kicks out of. Miz beats Shane with a chair real hard. Warren, that that uh, chair shot into the barricade was good. Yeah, it was good. Once they started moving on into the. Uh, uh, onto the production area, you know, the, that, that area that we really don't see all that often when they do start brawling out there. That was really, really cool. They end up with the, uh, with the foreign announce guys. And <laughs> there was one moment that I thought, thought was really funny was that all the, all the foreign announcers were all in a huddle. There was like eight or nine of them we were all packed up into one area. It's like, oh, we we hope they do not come over here, you know, kind of thing. But And then Shane sort of tumbles into them, which begs another question. Who, do they draw straws? Like, which language goes to ringside and which one goes up there? I, I want to know where they all went after this <laughs> because it surely wasn't back to where they were. All those cables and cords and, like, what happened to the commentary for all those countries that just got destroyed. I th- Meanwhile, I think, I Charles, think Charles Robinson. Okay, go ahead. There you go. No, no, that's Charles Robinson. Thing. He's trying to save the tables from being pushed over, but he can't do it. No one man can do it. He's got to ref a match too. This was hilarious. This was one of the highlights of WrestleMania. Another highlight of WrestleMania. After Shane McMahon goes through a table, Alex, the same level, roughly of the platformish thing that they're on yeah. is the top of a golf cart. <laughs> and, you know, we've had some great golf cart moments in history, Raven, Kane, and Big Show, and then this. Yeah. Shane just slides off of it and lands on the concrete. Just yeah. splat onto the concrete. And, uh, I was like, right, well, I don't, I don't, that, that, that didn't look planned. <laughs> no, like they they, they should have had some padding down if he was going to land right there. You could Ooh. tell you could tell it wasn't planned that he slid off because the it was Ooh. very poorly lighted. Ooh. The lighting was terrible. Yeah, yeah. Poor Shane. <sighs> this Ouch. was just a lot of fun, though. My God, man, they beat the crap out of each other, and and they did it. Just they're like, who cares about Monday or Tuesday? Don't need to make it there. No big deal. Uh, I, I like them going near the production tent. That was cool. Uh, there was a skull crushing, crushing finale right there. And I was just worried that Shane McMahon was going to die. I see him nearing the edge of stuff. And Shane McMahon superplexes him off of a balcony onto a, an area which they clearly had set up, Alex. But another great spot. 
but Shane lands on top of Miz. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he his head was across Miz's shoulder, and therefore, one, two, three. Yeah, that's good. How, how can we be surprised that this was good? The, these two guys are going to oh, make no. it good. This was this was this was really good. Um, yeah, like it's one of those things. Like somebody says, like. Uh, <laughs> leave it to a McMahon to fall ass backward into victory. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah, all right, that's uh, there. You go. I mean, that was that was really good. I I, I love the spot. I, I also somebody said like, this, I mean, if you really keep it down to it, the one trait that's been consistent with the Miz is his own self importance, no matter if he's a babyface or a heel. And the idea that he could have just kicked, uh. Shane right off the off the thing all the way to the floor, then climbed down and got the pin. But instead, he had to prove that he was this he was a spot fest guy too. So he decided I'm gonna get him the suplex and suplex him. That'll be much more spectacular. And then, you know, and then as a result of that hubris, that's what cost him to actually get the win the match. I thought that's actually kind of a cool little through line there. And it's actually it's actually very consequential to the booking from last Tuesday because me going into this match, I was wondering how was how was Shane McMahon going to win here? The Miz last Tuesday defeated three guys all by himself, so this is it. Actually, makes sense. It's an accidental win. So, and I'm sure they I'm sure they thought about that when they were coming yeah. up with I'm sure. Obviously, that was their intention. <laughs> this was excellent. It was a lot of fun. It was a. I don't know if it's a cap. I don't know if it's the end. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, true. Yeah. WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. The Iconics defeated the Divas of Doom, Tamina and Nia Jackson, the Boston Hug Connection. Man, it, w- it was great to see Natalia and Beth Phoenix, and they paid homage to the Hart Foundation. Bret Hart came out there. That was a special moment, Alex. That, that was really cool. No, that was really cool. I liked that a lot. Um, uh, the, yeah, um, all the, the four, the, the all four, um, eight, Women, the, the four tag teams, they all looked really great. Like all, all their, their gear was really, really nice. They all came with Mania gear. The Iconics had had the wings. Oof. Wings and, and I, then the horns. Like they, yeah. they were they're really cool looking. Yeah. I I was ready for Sasha and Bailey to have anything but the Bob Holly gear for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And as far as homages go, uh as far as homages go to the Hart family, I really like the fact maybe I'm getting a bit ahead of myself, but I really like the fact that you know, they they went for a heart attack in the ring and it, it the pin had to be broken up, broken up. You know, yeah. like it was, they didn't kick out of it. It had to be broken up. And I, I kind of like that. It was a nice touch. Then we see it. The moment everybody on this show has been waiting for. The wacky inflatable flailing tube man did mm-hmm. not inflate. Mm-mm. And you know what happens? When you're just deflated, Warren. Well, I mean, there's a, you know. When your inflatable tube man won't inflate. Well, that's when you go to FightfulSelect.com, our premium service, starting at just $5 a month. Podcasts every week. Warren Hayes, the 205 Live NXT UK Review. Steven Jensen with The Weekender. I do a Q&A every other week. Jimmy Van did one last week. I have the Fightful Report podcast every week where I give you exclusive info, stats, injury updates, contract updates. Check it out, FightfulSelect.com, the most direct way to support our independent coverage of pro wrestling. You can ask unlimited questions in those Q&A shows. I'm doing another one this week. 
Let's get to the match. By golly. Alex, what, what did you think of this one? Everybody took out Tamina and Nia Jax. They did not work a ton in this one. No, I mean, to be honest, am I upset about that? No. <laughs> but, um, I mean, this, the story of this felt like it was um, uh, it was um, the story of this whole build has been Becky and, uh, sorry, uh, Bailey and, and Sasha versus the Divas of Doom, that, that little, like, g- cross-generational feud that um, Naya and and Tamina have insisted on inserting them in themselves into like they no 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 we are part of this also and then and then it's also been um, the iconics kind of sneaking in on the periphery, which is exactly how this whole thing kind of played out where where the the, the four main players did most of the work together. Uh, Naya and and Tamina kind of like smashed in at one point, start throwing everybody around. And the Iconics snuck in at the end. It was it kind of worked out. Kristen asks, are we happy with an Iconics win? They're in, this may have been their best match on yeah. the main roster. Yeah. Uh, they, I, I've talked about their work in the ring over the past year or so. It's left a lot to be desired, to be quite frank. Mm-hmm. I thought that Peyton and Billy had both kind of regressed to some degree, but they're valuable in so many other ways. Uh, if they can just be passable in the ring, well, that's fine. I mean, it's it's tag team wrestling. Let's see who's next. I, I want to see what's going to happen before I really put it down there. But man, that reaction that they gave right after they won Warren, that was legitimate stuff. You could tell how much that meant to them. These aren't just a couple models who got into wrestling and ended up being good at it. They've, no. they've been doing this for a long time. No, Peyton, Peyton Royce, if, if, you, if you have any type of doubt as to whether Peyton Royce can go or not, just go take a look at her time in NXT, she she could go. She was really good. If I'm not mistaken, her finisher was a widow's peak. I mean, you know, she she knows what she's doing. Uh, and and yes, the reaction was uh, was legitimate. It was good. And honestly, honestly, I am 100% okay with them winning the titles. I am fine with Sasha and Bailey chasing the titles. And I would much prefer Sasha and Bailey chasing the titles uh, uh, from the Iconics than uh than Nia Jackson Tamina to be completely transparent. I thought that uh there were some spots in this match I really liked. Sasha and Bailey finally hitting their battering ram drop kick and it looking good. That was bold considering some of the ones that they've had in recent weeks. So I thought that that was that was very good. I, I like that. Uh, Natalia's crazy ass spinning power bomb on on Sasha. Yeah. Woo, that was good. The double sharpshooter looked good. Uh, Bailey grabbing that hand to help it. Uh, the Iconics did the the Queen Suplex, which is basically half of a Doomsday device, but they, they both did it. That was really good. The crowd wasn't too hot for this at first, but it, it was all right. They they kind of had to knock Nia off the top rope and eliminate her from the match, so to speak. But there's the the belt, the elbow drop from Bailey, frog splash from Sasha, but Beth kicks out, and when Beth does that super glam slam, like you said, the Iconics snuck it in and. Pretty solid. I'm, I'm excited to see what they'll do, and I'm excited to see their promos. I wouldn't have expected them to win this, but we'll see how it goes. This is one of those um, like happy accident, not accident, but like you know surprises that you're not you're not expecting. I'm 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 totally fine with them having having a run with the titles. They 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 have always seemed like more of a tag team than so many other uh, women uh, in 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 the division. Uh, and it feels like okay, this this is a real tag team. We'll give them the titles. Um, 
I also love the idea of uh, Bailey and Sasha having to chase. Uh, maybe they get it back. I- I'm still betting on there being a Sky Pirates versus Sasha and Bailey match at that uh, June standalone takeover in San Jose, which is where Bailey is from, for Christ's sake. Uh, but, but here's the thing: if Bailey and Sasha don't get the tag belts back by then, then you actually have faces from NXT versus former NXT women who are absolute heels. And you could easily see, I could see the Sky Pirates winning the tag titles from the Iconics and having a a run in NXT with the tag titles for a while too. We're really about to talk about this and I'm excited about it. Kofi Kingston defeated Daniel Bryan to become the WWE champion. What a moment. Uh, Worth noting, since New Day had formed, no member had won a WrestleMania match before this. Mm. If you remember, they hosted a couple years ago, yeah. and they, they've just lost every other time. And this was a situation with Big E and Xavier. It's all right that they didn't have a match because this was a WrestleMania moment. This was a re- yeah. this was that. It's like how Alexa didn't wrestle because she was hosting. Yeah. Th- this was a part of that. This gave me the same feelings as when I cover Conor McGregor fights or old Anderson Silva fights or John Jones or Ronda Rousey. I had that big fight feel. I had the butterflies in my stomach. And I don't know that this could have been done a lot better, Alex. No, I don't think so uh, either. I mean, it just it felt so, so, um, you know, if it was such a moment, like the whole the whole match was this, See, like this giant um, event. Like it was- this is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This is epic. I mean, this is a thing like we have, I mean, I don't want to get too into it, but we have three white guys talking about this thing. But like I have uh, uh, black wrestling fan friends for whom this is a huge thing. Like this whole match, the, the build to it, the match itself, and then the result, which we'll talk about. Like it's a, it's a major, major deal for them. Like having watched since they were kids to finally have this thing to look at. It's kind of pretty amazing. Warren, going into this match, what did you think? Um, 
what did you think the Kofi chances were? Because there again, there was the speculation. <clears throat> Who, what, what babyface is going to lose? Yeah. Um, well, I, I had predicted that if, like, if if we were going down that path, I thought that you know Seth was the most probable one to lose because the story that they've built around Kofi up un, until this point was kind of like Becky Lynch. you could not end this match without Kofi Kingston winning. This is, well, you could have, but man, I honestly think the audience would have rioted. You know, when you consider the the reaction at the end. There was a scenario that I touched on in my brain, but dared not speak it into existence (laughs) before the thing of Kofi losing and either Big E or Xavier or both of them being so pissed that he let them down after what they did to get him the match that they turned on him and did like a, a shield breakup at WrestleMania, the most like absolute huge letdown possible because I felt like, you know what, if anybody would book that, it's Vince. I'm so glad they went the complete opposite and gave us the happy ending. But I was I was expecting a giant swerve and a horrible, gutting disappointment at some point in the night. We never got one. This was the biggest uplifting thing. Like you can mm-hmm. see the people reacting to it. How what an amazing like match was built so perfectly, and the finish was just done so well. This was just great stuff. There were a lot of really great transitions. Even when they they slipped up on spots, they made it look really good. We see the people backstage cheering on Kobe Kingston. Only qualm I have is the horrible production. My mm-hmm. God, this production team was straight screwing up non-stop camera cuts at the wrong time they they missed him raising the title for the first time a lot of people don't understand how important that is yeah but it's gotten to the point where often WWE has to release unseen footage of special moment that somebody in production screwed up daniel k says that moment was second favorite of the weekend behind gargano uh winning that literally brought me to tears this was a feel-good weekend uh brian Mm -hmm. applied a submission Kofi got the mushroom stomp. Kofi springboarded outside and fell onto the table. And then Daniel really slowed things down. And when Kofi went for a mushroom stomp again, Daniel Bryan applied a lion tamer. That is a WrestleMania move, my friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, why not? Nobody else is going to use it at least for the next three years in WWE. Wink, wink. Take it. Take it. Uh, they go into pins. There's a label lock, but Kofi kicks his way out. One of the best transitions I've seen this year in wrestling. Kofi hitting that SOS and Daniel yeah. Bryan rolling into the label lock. Yeah, it was great. Hose me down. Kofi eats a bunch of kicks, but just dares Bryan for more. They get off the same page, but then Kofi's like, you know what I'll do? Another move that nobody's doing these days. A reverse suplex. Mm. And it, it, I, I can't say for sure, but to my eyes, it looked like he just got off the same page, put him in a dragon uh, sleeper, and then lifted him up. And he said, hey, you know how to take this one, don't you, brother? <laughs> Brian goes, sure do. And they did it. But that's just my speculation. Yeah. This leads to Rowan taking out New Day, but Kofi hitting Trouble in Paradise. There was the up, up, down, down. Rowan helped them on that, Alex. Yeah, yeah. Biggie was was struggling to get him up. Um, I feel like it was perfectly placed so that Rowan could help them by by walking his feet up the apron. Yep. Um, but yeah, that was a really cool move. That was a, that was one of those things of uh, it, it, 
it was the perfect thing that they they were there to help him to victory like actively within the match because because you know uh Brian had help as well i thought that was that was a really great touch as well it, it was necessary they had to be part of the story it, it made sense for them to be there as well yeah oh man uh and then it happens kofi goes into the ring he misses a trouble in paradise gets cracked with a knee People just don't kick out of that. Not not that I remember anyway. Not re- no, yeah. No, not recently. Yeah. But then he does get it. Trouble in Paradise, the win. Kofi celebrates with his his kids and with yeah. New Day. They unveil, which they kind of telegraphed beginning uh with the present, but they they brought out the regular championship. And Kofi Kingston is your WWE champion, Alex. I th- I did not see I did not think they were going to bring out the old uh championship belt i thought what was in the box was the limited edition new day belt from a couple of years ago that they had made (laughs) um i thought that was that that, i thought they were going to do this thing where like at least for a while whoever's got the belt has a custom version of it because then you can sell replicas of it on the on the website and whatever super fan of whatever guy's got the title will buy that that title to be clear, you mean the New Day strap, right? Yeah, the New Day, the New Day strap that they that they had made a couple of years ago. I thought that was well. I mean, yeah, really those cool. are mainly. I think they have like four hundred and eighty three <laughs> on them and stuff like that. Right? And yeah, it yeah, was yeah. it was branded that way. They even sold them for four hundred and eighty three bucks, if I remember well, correctly. Well, what I mean is like to, to like sure re, re, repurpose that. Yeah. As as the WWE title. Yeah. I want to know who I want to know who went into the trash to find. The title. Who to get it back? Jim Duggan. Jim Duggan. Don't you remember? He, that's how he got the TV title. That's right. He just found it in the trash after Scott Hall had thrown it in there. He's I, got, I, he's got a need, nose for belts. I need like a little uh, behind the scenes thing of like Duke the dumpster drozy reaching into a dumpster, finding this thing and dusting it off and putting it in the mail and sending it to Big E. I think that'd be great. This was an unbelievable moment. This is a a moment that. Given the ending of this show, most people will probably remember WrestleMania for is because yes, of yes. that. Yeah, I think uh, what you know we we have a tendency to uh, to critique rather harshly WWE week week in and week out, and that's normal. I think because I think it's normal that we expect them to hold themselves to a higher standard as far as their sports and or entertainment that they provide us, um, but. You know, the whole Kofi Kingston thing uh, is, I think we do have to take a moment and say, good job, WWE, because mm-hmm. they started by reading the room. It was an accident. And they and then they read the room and they realized whatever they had planned was pivoted at that point. They said, look, we're going to we're going to go with this. And they pushed it. They drained it. They gave they gave. Kofi mania all the room for it to grow and become something and lead to this extremely high feel-good moment were there moments that the buildup was a little heavy-handed yes but let's set that aside and just focus on tonight because what what they did was exactly what we wanted and it was done spectacularly in a match that would uh, rival even the more uh, that would uh, tug at the heartstrings of even the more the most uh, 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 New Japan purist fan 
this the, the match was extraordinary. Not only the story the storytelling, but the skill involved as well. It was fantastic. This is a moment whether or not Kofi Kingston, if he loses the title Tuesday, or if he holds it for, if he beats Bruno's record, for the love of God, this is a moment that is going to live forever in wrestling. Yep. And this was a special, it still is a special run, but you, you know it built to this. And it's amazing the way that things happen. And a lot of people uh, still naysay Kofi. I had like some people, people really showing their true colors here. Like you can say whatever you want about what he was for the last 10, 11 years. You cannot dispute after the last two months that Kofi Kingston is an effective main event wrestler. And people are saying, oh, well, the flavor of the month. Yeah. I wish they'd go with the flavor of the month a hell of a lot more. Yeah. It would yeah. make for a lot more interesting programming. A bunch of people going on saying, oh, they, they're hot-shotting the title on them. My God. <laughs> no, I mean, this is, this. like I said, this is exactly what WWE should be doing on a more regular basis. And it's taking in the pulse of the audience and giving them stuff that they want, giving us compelling stories, uh, characters, wrestlers to care about, and ultimately ending in matches that have value to us. This is, it's exactly, exactly what they had to do. The moment in the match where Brian is throwing kicks at Kofi's midsection, oh. and Kofi's just standing there taking it. Like, come on, come on, give me another one. Like that, that moment, like that got me really fired up. This You cannot tell me. This guy has had that in him for 11 years to get the crowd fired up and ready and ready to like to stop a bullet for this guy because you want him to win that that badly. And he's, oh, he's the flavor of the month. He's, well, he's the B-plus player. Like, no, he hasn't been given those opportunities. But with this win tonight, Kofi Kingston is a Grand Slam champion, mm-hmm. and you can never take that away from him. Great tag team wrestlers, when they are entertaining and good in the ring, can transition there. Alex, wasn't I saying this in like January when they were short on baby faces? I was yes. like, I would love to see Daniel Bryan in a series of matches with New Day because sure. he used yeah. to be able to do that all the time. He used to be if able to do it all the time. Yep. You could throw in a great tag team wrestler and, and make something special out of it. And they did it, and it was awesome, and they yep. pulled it off. Kudos yeah. to WWE. Kudos to Daniel Bryan, who is on one of the best runs of his career yeah. and yes. just does not win matches clean. Yeah, and I, 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 yeah, I hate the idea of like, well, if he's on the best run of his career, why do they take the title off him? Why do they take the title off? He's the best run of his career. Listen, you don't have to be champion, if and and in order to be on one of the best runs of your career. And I love that Daniel Bryan is the kind of champion who says, no, the storyline dictates that I lose this match, that I lose this title, because that's what's best for wrestling, as opposed to the old way of like of the of the guy who's the champion using that that um that whatever sway that he's got in the locker room to politic his way into keeping the title forever. I'd rather have a a champion who knows when it's time to give up the title. This was amazing. I will remember this the the rest of my life, quite frankly. Yes. There, there won't be a period where, where I don't, it was, it was awesome. Uh, Will, will this be the the longstanding thing that you remember Warren? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Unquestionably. Uh, I, you know, I remembering, you know, uh, just Daniel Bryan being Mr. I'll counter everything, you know, uh, which made when, uh, when, so when Kofi would try to, 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 to pull out some moves and, 
and Daniel Bryan would counter, you know, you'd, you'd just feel the danger growing. Or when, when Kofi would finally hit something, you'd be like, yes, finally he was able to get something in. Right down to Kofi Kingston's kid at the end, who's – let for a quick second, this kid was working the crowd at the end when he had the T-shirt. <laughs> he was up on the second <laughs> turnbuckle going like this. Yep. The, he rolled up the T-shirt and was like, eh, threw it in the crowd. That kid's a natural, man. Look at this! Look at this second generation wrestler coming up. United States Championship. Samoa Joe defeated Rey Mysterio. This was quick. Ray's gear rules. Joe's wearing the same old stuff. <laughs> uh, Rey Mysterio gets- was wearing Mysterio from the yes. Spider the Spider Man villain, which I kind of popped for and wondered why he hadn't done it before. Ray gets a big DDT in a six one nine. Joe catches them and choke, and that's it. But I thought it was a good call. Ray is banged up. And how do you follow Brian versus Kingston, Alex? Yeah, yeah you, you don't. You, you wouldn't be able to. Uh, I thought this also, um, <laughs> I, I, not, not, not to be the guy who brings everything back to talk about his faves, but this also kind of salvages <laughs> uh, Mustafa Ali's loss from you got, Tuesday. You got, yeah, I guess. You know what I mean? No, but like, look, well, he got beat. But, but he got beat in the same way the Mysterio got beat. He got in a lot of offense, got caught with caught, caught with this thing that nobody can get out of. It allows you to to, to not to look at that as a giant crushing defeat and just as another defeat to, to Samoa Joe. Gives a shit. I do. I do. I'm always going to pull for that guy. Sorry. And let's be frank, Joe needs it. Joe needs Joe the big needs yes. Joe needs yeah. the big pay-per-view wins. He does. Uh, I'm really, really glad he did, and he did it with authority, and that's fine. Well, I'm good with that. If you're looking to do it with authority, oh, you're welcome. But sir. you know what? Uh, maybe you're you're short on time. You're you're coming up a little short. You're worried about your performance. Well, that's probably because you've been watching the list in your boy Wednesdays while you're at work. The Listen Your Boy, Fightful's flagship show with myself and Jimmy Van, moving to 6 p.m. Eastern on Wednesdays this week. Check it out, 6 p.m. Eastern, Wednesdays from now on, myself and Jimmy Van, the founder of Fightful.com. Roman Reigns successfully defended the World Pyroweight Championship tonight, <laughs> defeating Drew McIntyre. Crowd wasn't too into this one. I don't think there was a person in that venue that thought that Roman Reigns was going to lose. Alex, yeah, no, nah, there was a that, there's. I mean, listen, Reigns is bulletproof. Of course, he should win his return match at Mania. But if they had made the call to have Drew beat him, all of a sudden that that inserts doubt into this feud, and you could run the whole thing back at, at Money in the Bank next week. You could have both of these guys be in Money in the Bank match, or you could have them have a single match again. And having that doubt having been inserted into this feud, then you can have Roman take it next month or you can have a rubber match or whatever. But in this place, it just felt like something they would do in the second hour of Raw. Like it didn't feel well, special yeah. at all. Well, you know, if if you do things that feel like something you do in the second hour of Raw and you're, you're not wanting to insert doubt, Alex. You want to insert some certainty. Yeah. Well, then you should probably click that bell notification on YouTube. That'll let you know when we go live every time. We have lots of people saying, we don't know when when you're going live. We don't know when you're going live. Click the bell. Don't insert doubt. Insert certainty. This felt like, as you said, Alex, seriously, 
I said it felt like a raw main event on the down week. Yeah. And it's Roman's first singles match since October. But it's because of what they did with Drew McIntyre this whole time. And we've watched it unfold, Alex. Yeah. They have let him get one-upped by a guy who is not on the show in Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. I mean, but I feel I feel like they did a lot to rehab his thing by having him look so um so strong in beating up Dean a few times. Like like they've had him look look really, really strong in those matches, but but again, it doesn't matter how strong you made him look in those other things. Having him go against Roman in a match Roman had to win, his first Mania match back from cancer, means that it's a foregone conclusion he's gonna he's gonna beat whoever he 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 faces. Like he, he I mean it just it just didn't it didn't do anybody any favors and they could have done something else with this spot and they didn't there's a glasgow kiss the bama slamma it's an okay match but drew goes back to the grab a guy by the face and talk trash and like i'm so over that spot warren the crowd wakes back up after a smoke and drop but spear win and rain rains wins everybody knew it was happening yeah I found I found Roman had more fire at Fastlane. Like I really dug his performance at Fastlane. I thought it was I thought it was really cool uh, because I we know Roman can go. We know he can fire up. We know he can get really explosive. Uh, and tonight, well, he's sort of falling back into some old patterns. And you know, I posited this in the uh, in the bottom of my of my brain. You know, once the um, and I don't want to come across as too cynical, but, you know, if one of the reasons why people sort of got a little burnt out on Roman Reigns is because, oh, Roman wins, LOL. If this is the pattern we start going back into where the matches arrive and then we know Roman is going to win because that's how this is how it's been telegraphed. Well, we're going to lose. I I feel the audience might turn on him again. What's that? Yeah. They're, they're going to lose the goodwill. There you uh-huh. go. Elias has shown drumming, playing a piano on the Tron, and in the ring on guitar. He's performing all by himself. It's kind of cool. He does a little rendition of White Stripes. But then he's interrupted by that indie-rific Shohei Otani ripoff, Babe Ruth. <laughs> hmm. But it's really John Cena. Noted New York Yankees fan from <laughs> West Newberry, Massachusetts. <clears throat> so I guess the winning streak for New York residents continued, right? Yeah, yes, exactly. He, but he comes out as the doctor of thugonomics. Uh, Warren, I love this. I loved seeing him do this. He he did a little rhyme about how his movie sucked. And to be honest with you, I thought Blockers was very good. Very you're fun. The, you're the second person this week who's told me that Blockers was a really good movie. Fun, yeah. Well, not um, great, but fun. Fun, okay. Uh, I, no, listen, I, I've i always had a soft spot for uh, Doctor of Thugonomics, John Cena. That's, if you remember correctly, uh, the Thugonomics character was a heel at first. He was he was your poor man's Vanilla Ice at first. Mm-hmm. That he literally was, dressed up as Vanilla Ice for Halloween. There, <laughs> that's but, how it started. But, and, and that's that's his that was his thing coming out with the, with the very very poor raps and they were comedy for a while. And I'm trying to remember he was accompanied by 
I want to say Tyson Tomko, but it's not Tyson Tomko. There was someone else that was with him. There was two of them. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. But he, Christian you know, and Tomko. No, no, it was uh, oh. a, but it will be canon. B squared. Exactly. B squared. Yeah. Yes. B squared. Yeah. Um, and they. Uh, so I've always had a soft spot for it. I and you know, it was a little edgier. Back then, you know, there was, uh, you know, the 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 raps had, uh, they, they weren't exactly ge- general audiences. So when he came out as the Doctor of Thuganamas, I was like, oh, okay, is this going to be the, like the Disney version? But no, he 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 trod that line very very adeptly, being you know just between just between being offensive and being very snide about it, um, and uh, and and just hearkening back to the days of the fu instead of the attitude adjustment it warmed my old heart guys it did i like this it was fun he ended it with the you're gonna get an fu but i man michael cole makes everything sound so dorky alex he goes well it's been renamed the attitude adjustment (laughs) yep yeah uh this won't be the last time that uh michael cole uh talking about something has made it less cool but uh, that would yeah. Anyway, um, when when Doctor of Thugonomics came up on the Tron, I was like, oh man, this is the greatest midlife crisis in the history of wrestling. Um, I am dead serious when I say the next time that he can come back for like a month run on TV, he should do the whole thing as the Doctor of Thugonomics, and everybody would be so into the return of John Cena. As opposed to when he's like shows up and it's like, does he have dad hair this time or not? <laughs> um, it, like, like this this version of him, it's so wonderfully tongue in cheek now. Like, it's of an entirely different era, and it just it works so well because also it's basically the same same uniform. I mean, you add the chain and maybe the baseball jersey, but he's got the same jorts. It just it works, <laughs> man. I, I thought. This was really, really cool and clever. Um, I, 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 I loved it. This is, is it, this again. Uh, it, it, it warms my old heart, as you said. Or it made me, it made me go back to a time like 15 years ago, where I was like, oh yeah, remember how simple life was back then? <laughs> there wasn't so, all this other stuff going on in the world, and this was that was great times. The the other guesses were that it was going to be the Undertaker. I for one. I'm thrilled that it was not the Undertaker, yeah, Alex. For sure, yeah. we'd we we wouldn't have started the podcast by now, guys. <laughs> that, that entrance would have added another 45 minutes onto the show. Triple H's career on the line. He defeated Batista. Glad to see that Triple H finally saw Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, <laughs> or, Batista or, had, or, a, or, or if he saw an episode of Wacky Racers. Uh, Man. Well, Batista had a furious road getting into that ring because he tripped and fell. He did. And then made light of it later. But they're battling outside the ring. Triple H hits Batista with a toolbox and a chain. He's like big into the tools today because he rips Batista's nose ring out with pliers. That was a very cool spot. They they were like, let's be the let's be completely different than everything on this show. Uh, did I think that this match went on too long? Oh hell yeah, it did, Warren. Yeah. But they did uh, do at least do everything different. I am in complete agreement. There, the, the, I think. I think I, the, the match suffered from two things: length and as as far as Matt, you know, we were talking a little earlier about match positioning. I really think this one would have benefited 
to be earlier on the card. I really think that people would have been a lot more excited to see Batista earlier on on the card than at this point here where we're already exhausted, where, you know, we're trying to remember. I was trying to remember, well, what matches are left after this? Uh, because, uh, you know, let's just get to the women. Uh, whew, yeah. Um, uh, you know, there were there were a couple of uh, there were a couple of things that could have been changed to make this match a little better. You pull 10 minutes from this. You pull a couple minutes from Miz and Shane. Uh, probably four or five from Styles and Orton. If it went to 16, that, that it says it did right now. Even a couple from Revival and Hawkins and Ryder, even though I like that. And you're talking about having a half an hour to maybe 45 minutes less overall of a show. And that goes a long way. I can tell you covering these UFC events on ESPN, that extra 30, 45 minutes is important. And, um, and you know, uh, j- just real quickly, you know, I, I like I don't like to harp on, on oh, WrestleMania so long. You know, that yeah. I, th- that's not something I like to do. We talked about it just yesterday. I like wrestling. I like watching wrestling. But for a live audience, you know, and for a live audience, man, six and a half hours of wrestling is uh, exhausting to just go oh, through. Well, they, they got seven and a half tonight. But, yeah, yeah. But 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 at this point, like we yeah. were at six six thirty, right? Yeah, yeah, about, yeah, yeah. Um, and and crowd energy does transmit uh, does transmit to the viewing audience at home. It's an important component of your enjoyment of a wrestling event, regardless of whether you're there live or not. Uh, So when the audience is dead on its hands for a match, it's hard for you. You feel it yourself. There's something missing. Yeah. We, we, we talk about it uh, sometimes, Sean, about something like, well, the crowd was kind of dead for this match. So it kind of took away from it. Well, like the, the crowd is legitimately dead because they've been sitting there for six and a half hours. And like, yeah. Yeah. And they're not comfy. They're not in their comfy no. chair with their with their footrest, right? You know, with, with with a soda and and a bag of Doritos in the middle of a rest hold. I can get up, walk to the kitchen, and get a Snapple, but but they can't. You know that. So that that totally makes sense. Um, this this I I I I actually really loved seeing Batista do his entrance again. Oh, the, yeah. the machine gun thing. I, I was oh. hoping he was going to do it. Gosh, his his theme still slaps. I After love it. <laughs> all these years, it's still great. Pit of danger. It's so good. <laughs> I love it. I also was wondering which of the guys riding in on those uh, Cadillacs is going to wind up being a major star in like six yeah. years. Like, because there's a one of like CM Punk hanging well, off the, hanging off of uh, John Cena's entrance car. Uh, well, homeboys, homeboys rolling around in his Cadillac naked as a jaybird. <laughs> I don't know. Also, uh, Shawn Michaels' commentary was abysmal. It was so bad. It was real bad. You realize why they took him off commentary with the quickness in 98. Or, yeah, 98, I think it was. A uh, good brawl. Randy Orton's sing bomb gets used by Batista. Then he does the air raid crash. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, some spots where Triple H gets with the stairs. Batista looks blown up. Triple H back body drops Batista onto the announce table and then spears him through another very cool... Triple H uh, finds a sledgehammer, but walks into a spear of his own. Got Batista bombed for a two count. And then Triple H power bombs Batista and hits a pedigree. I thought that was the finish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the finish. That should should have been the finish. Yeah. And and (laughs) I had noticed that Batista had forgotten how to take a pedigree as well. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Batista spiked Triple H with the DDD for two. And then Ric Flair shows up, hands a sledgehammer to Triple H. 
And then we get a Superman sledgehammer punch, Warren. <laughs> That's a very good description. I got to say, uh, for as long as this match was and how it was drawn out, Batista had no reason to bump the way he did during this match. And I appreciate Man. the effort he put into it. Uh, every, I mean, right down to the to the wire where he took the power bomb on the on the steps. Man, yeah. there was no absolutely no reason for him to be doing that. But to me, it just shows that he still has an understanding and an appreciation for wrestling. He knows what he's supposed to go do out there, and and it just makes me love him even more. Yeah, this this is this is this is. This is friggin' Drax, man. Yeah. Like, you don't need to do any of this. You're set for life as long as you don't get crippled doing your, like, I want to go do a WrestleMania match. Whoops, now my acting career is over. Like, you don't need to do any of this stuff. But the fact that he still wanted to because he still had that itch to, like, go out there and put on a great show for the, for the fans, that's that's excellent. I thought that was really showed how much he love he still has for the business and how he knows that that's what got him where he is now. Yeah. You know, I thought I was, that's great. The confu- the build was very confusing. I couldn't tell who di- whose damn career was on the line until know, tonight, for sure. But wouldn't mind seeing the Batista versus Rock Hollywood super fight. Sure, like to see that. <laughs> yeah, I, I I just wonder mm-hmm. what the what you know the the stipulation about Triple H's career is. It that much of a big deal to put the career on the line of someone who's a part timer? Well, I mean, like Triple H is, does does a match at every WrestleMania, so yeah. he wouldn't have to part timer. Speaking of uh, stipulations, uh, I really appreciated that hitting a guy in the face with a toolbox and then trying to rip his his fingers off with a pair of pliers. Those are holds that would normally be barred in a regular <laughs> match. Oh, yeah, sev- so several 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 of Malenko's one thousand yeah. were, were done. Yeah, I think I think uh hold number eight hundred and ninety four, that's the oh, pliers one. Sure. Uh hold number nine hundred and twelve, that's the that's the nose ring. Those, little, those little would known be fact, barred. Alex. They would be barred in regular matches. Little but, known fact, when holds are barred, he's just the man of six hundred holds. That's right. It's exactly but right. when he can use pliers and shit, yeah, one thousand. Sure. It's yep. impressive. Kurt Angle's retirement match. Baron Corbin defeated Kurt Angle. This was, oh, man, oh god. They they cut to the crowd so much in Kurt's last entrance, and I knew the squash wasn't happening. It's already out the window. Yeah, Corbin was... miss. Oh, hold on. Corbin misses the top rope spot. Gets put in the ankle lock. Every time Angle takes that deep six, oh man, I'm like, oh, his neck can't move. Olympic slam, but Corbin is out of it. Doesn't matter. Corbin rolls through an ankle lock, and it looks bad on Angle's part. Corbin mocks John Cena, who a lot of people wanted to be Angle's opponent, but then he gets German suplex. Kurt Angle misses the last moonsault of his career, and Corbin wins with the end of days. Alex, Kurt putting uh, someone over on his way out like a professional, clean as a sheet to someone's protected finish. It was the right thing to do, all things considered. Well, I mean, yeah, sure, but why... (laughs) Why this guy? Like this guy's this. I mean, like the fact I, I don't trust them to give him any momentum out of this match. Like, in, uh, again, we've seen like them, them have them have to like shelve matches against AJ Styles and Rey Mysterio because Kurt couldn't work. So so beating the guy isn't like is no like wow I can't believe Corbin beat an angle who could barely move. Like it's not a big thing. So if they actually use this and 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 put over Corbin and maybe get him out of the dress clothes for some reason. 
like th- then okay but i don't trust them to do that like i, I don't know like ugh, it felt like a just giant letdown a having corbin be in the match to begin with once he's there you're right he has to win but they could have done i don't know something else maybe but this just felt wrong the whole way through it was not a good match uh, it, it was a nice send off for angle. He encouraged the ca- crowd to chant. You suck at him on his way yeah. out. What'd you think of this Warren? Um, I can't help, but, but think, and this is pure speculation. Don't go, don't go tweeting at Sean <laughs> with news here. This is pure speculation. Uh, it really does feel like this was plan C. Like they had, they had, they had put across the fact so much on commentary on raw that, Oh, we know that Baron Corbin is not the number one choice that it just felt like they were setting up the, really the, the big swerve at the event. Right. That, and that's what I was expecting right up till, you know, when they rang the bell and right. they started fighting, I was like, okay, when, when is it happening guys? Um, it like, it, I honestly, honestly feel that they did have like John Cena set up for this, but they some they had someone else planned perhaps with Elias. Something fell through. John, we need. Yeah, I think we need you more over here because because yes, it it makes perfect sense for uh, for um, well, that's exactly what you're supposed to do. Go out on your back. That's fine. Right, but. There's something, there's something missing here. There's an element, an ingredient to this story, to this match that just wasn't there. And it feels like it was just taken away because something backstage happened. The problem is, is that Angle said he was choosing Corbin because he needed to get Corbin back after Corbin did all the things to him. So the story you're telling to have any kind of a real ending has to be Angle somehow pulling out a win. That's why I thought it was going to be some kind of squash. Like, mm-hmm. like Cor- Corbin goes for a quick lariat or something, ro- rolled up into an ankle lock, he taps out, it's over. Like, you could do it that way, but now it just feels kind of like... This I really guess, I mean, yeah. you can still book heat on Baron Corbin. It doesn't always have to... They had to have some heels go over on this show, but... Yeah, it's uh, true. That was not the case for the Intercontinental Championship. Demon Finn Balor defeated Bobby Lashley. More miserable production on Balor's entrance. Ugh. Missed a ton of stuff. Ref really started to rush this match, but it was good, man. They got like six minutes, and they just did everything they could. Balor kicks Lashley early and often. Tope Hilo. Lashley hit his big slam, big suplex. There was a sling blade outside, and then Balor growled at Leo Rush. (laughs) But the highlight of this to me, there were two highlights. Lashley with a YOLO dive. Boy, um... Then uh, his dumb flipping spear lands and commentary telegraphs the kick out by a mile. <laughs> oh, the demon has been defeated. Oh, no. But yeah. then the demon Finn Balor power bombs Bobby Lashley. Yeah. I love how big of a deal they made of this, Warren. It was awesome. Coup de Gras won. No heat. Nobody cared. In-ring was really good. Uh, I really liked the pace of the match. It was really, really fast. But, I mean, this is what you get when you get the demon. And, and that's what I like when the demon arrives. It's not just, uh, oh, let's put on a mask. Uh, Finn Balor puts in an effort to 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 pull out some offense that he doesn't usually that he doesn't usually do. He goes faster. That's what that's what we expect at this point. And and, and it delivered and it worked really really well. It, the match lasted like 
six minutes, maybe six and a half. Uh, and uh, it was, it was, it was the, the, the pacing was super fast, was perfect. I liked it. But like you said, you know, I think at this point, just everyone is sort of dead and want to see the women at this point. So yeah. uh, I think that was the main disadvantage that this match had. Alex, any thoughts on this one? Yeah, a couple of things. Uh, one, uh, Bobby Lashley's yellow contacts didn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, I, it was just a weird thing that he said. Oh, this time I'm going to have yellow eyes. Uh, okay. Uh, it felt like somebody somebody gave him the wrong ones. They were supposed to go to, to Finn, but he got the, the wrong ones. Finn's entrance, like when he started out on that giant pedestal, God, I was like, I was sitting there watching, like, please float to the ring. Please float that's to, what the I ring. Thought please do float to the ring. Like, like, does anybody remember that the one time that Dustin Rhodes as seven in, in WCW, like he entered as seven, he floated to the ring, like in this ethereal costume, and he got there and he was like, This gimmick sucks. I'm actually <laughs> Dustin Rhodes. They like they killed the whole thing after his first appearance. But the the floating to the ring thing was awesome. Somebody else needs to use that. And that was um, 20 years ago. They sure as hell can do it now. They sure as hell can do it now. Um, uh, yeah, you're right. Like, the demon does move faster. I don't remember him doing so much tongue stuff in NXT. Like, no. is, a thing, is, that, is, that, is that like a note from Vince? Like, ah, you know what the key is to the demon? His tongue. Like, it feels like it's a weird note that he got. And he's like, okay, I guess I'll do that now. He gets um, his power from licking the air. He gets the energy from the people. He just laps it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm fine with this result. Uh, Finn gets the title back. I'm interested to see if maybe he's got a, a cool new challenger starting tomorrow. If maybe you're having a challenge. You know what? No. No. <laughs> Winner take all match. Becky Lynch defeated Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair to become double champion. Charlotte Flair got a helicopter entrance. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what other way to explain this, but to take a page out of Stan Twitter and say, that's some queen shit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that is huge. Beyond badass. Ronda Rousey gets played out by Joan Jett. Becky Lynch has a very minimalist entrance, which I think is appropriate. She is, yeah. she isn't above the people that are watching the show, right? Charlotte, quite frankly, is above mm-hmm. literally these people to the point to where she had to descend down to the earth to be with these Cretans. <laughs> and Ronda Rousey had a rock and roll legend playing her to the, to the ring. Uh, no reactions on the entrances, but big reactions on the in-ring intros, which I, I thought was kind of interesting. They feel each other out, and I, am I alone in this? It looked like right out of the gate that Becky Lynch and Charlotte were just like, let's beat the shit out of Ronda. <laughs> it did feel kind of like that. It did. Uh, Lynch gets slammed into the barricade, Charlotte on the floor. Charlotte returns the favor to Rousey with a barricade exploder. And then Charlotte goes for a disarmor, gets punched, Becky tries a figure four, and then Ronda Rousey returns the fray. Alex, I remember when that first time she did that run-up knee, we were like, eh, not so good. Yeah. Now she's doing it off of one person into another person, and it yeah. looks good. Yeah. Her progression as a wrestler, she's just real good at this, man. She is. Uh, it's it's a weird thing that she keeps improving. And like I said, man, like this, as I said this a, a while back, um, that if she were to decide that she still wants to do this full time for a couple of years, like 
who knows where she would be in a year, two years, three years, if she said, I said what I want to do, I want to keep training, I want to keep improving, because she, she is, it's amazing to me that a year ago, she was in her first match ever, and now she's, she's what she is in this, it's kind of crazy. We see this uh, really great series of spots. Uh, Rousey has Charlotte hung up, and Becky kicks her to the floor, Warren. That was nasty. Yeah, she tumbled pretty hard, didn't she? She Her tailbone really hit hard on the apron, which, of course, as we all know, is the hardest part of the ring. But, I mean, legitimately, legitimately, it, it, it looked pretty harsh. Um, man, I mean, they were throughout this whole the first half of the of the match they were there were some live rounds going off there on a couple <laughs> of occasions they were they were they weren't necessarily holding back you know especially when um when charlotte was trading some was giving ronna some chops and you know ronna said you chop like a bitch charlotte and, backhanded her <laughs> and did she ever oh, holy man. hell amazing uh there was a ddt and reverse ddt on charlotte and ronda then th- this awkward spot where they double powerbomb Ronda three times. It was a little extended and uncomfortable and weird. That was probably my least favorite spot of the match besides the finish. And unnecessary. And unnecessary. Just, I was like, eh, what? Becky rolls through a disarmor. Ronda gets to the ropes. Now, I love the way they did this spot because it was said over and over again, ropes don't matter, ropes don't matter. But still, in triple threats, we see it happen all the time. Yeah. So Rhonda wasn't getting to the ropes to break it up. And even the ref was like, sorry, I can't do shit. She was doing it for leverage. That's yeah. the whole reason she was doing it because she was like, I know I can get this girl up in the air if I can pull myself up. And she did. Alex, that is smart wrestling and not the type of thing that most people know a year in. No, it's not. Uh, and I mean, like, I don't know if that was a spot that was called by her or somebody else in some way. But the fact that it, it, like, it makes sense that she would do that. Like she feels like somebody who knows her way around in a fight. And that like, like if I can get myself up, I can have leverage over her and then I can drop her. Like that's the way of doing things. I, I, you're right. So many times in these kind of matches, you have the commentators say, Oh, if they get to the ropes, it doesn't matter. There's no rope break. And they get there and the ref breaks it. Like, well, that, who are you burying your commentators or your refs there? I'm glad they didn't do that this time. People asking if the titles are unified. They never said unified. No. You all made that up on your own. Yeah. Cut it out. <laughs> so <laughs> Becky rolls through that disarmor, as, as I said, and Rhonda got out. Uh, Becky pulls a disarmor in the ropes, though. Very yeah, cool. Cool. Charlotte does the Spanish fly. <laughs> and then Charlotte... Does a figure four around the ring post on Rousey, who sold so good. Mm-hmm. The sell was amazing. She does the one in the ring, too, and then Becky hits a leg drop. And quite frankly, if I'm Charlotte, uh, ballsy to go into that bridge when you know a leg drop's coming. Yeah. Because that could be paralysis if you stay there. Becky goes and gets a table. Big pop. Rousey throws it away. Perfect spot for a heel like that to do. Yeah. Charlotte instead gets sent to the table, and so does kind of Becky. And then out of nowhere, Becky Lynch crucifixed Rousey and wins. Rousey's shoulder was up. And as we've learned, at least the word emerging from backstage is that the referee messed up the count. 
Oh, and this no. was not supposed to be the finish. Now, Tom Colley has said that uh, Rousey was supposed to tap out Charlotte. I have not confirmed that yet. I haven't. However, I have heard from people backstage that said that that was not supposed to be the finish, or at least that's what's being told to people backstage. Now, the reason that I say that's what's being told to people backstage is because we've seen some instances in the main event of WrestleMania where some things seem a little worky, a little shooty. Brock Lesnar throwing a title, hey, asshole, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. This was anticlimactic. I was ready to go on a rant about this terrible finish and who booked it, needing to take time off. Garbage finish, and it was. It was anticlimactic. It took away from Becky Lynch's moment. And I feel really bad for the ref if that is the case. Now, there's a lot... I can't even get, there's a lot of people saying, oh, they're screwing Ronda over. Not from what I heard. Ronda is mad though. That's what I heard is that Ronda Rousey thought it made her look bad. I don't know how she would think that it would, but considering that she is very protective, maybe. I'm still working to find out more on this. And, you know, a lot of people, we're going to have the truthers and I don't really care. I'm telling you, reputable people. Same people who told me about Mustafa Ali's injury. Same people who confirmed to me that Becky Lynch was out of Survivor Series. Same people who have given me numerous scoops say that this was not supposed to be the finish and that Ronda Rousey was a little bit upset about it afterwards. All that being said, Alex, what do you take away from this? I mean, the finish is what everybody's talking about, not that Becky Lynch is the winner. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I'm i I'm glad that Becky Lynch is the winner. That's the, the right person. And as far as we know, the right person won the match, just not when and how they were supposed to. So at least they didn't, like, com- completely screw everything up. Um, this, the finish was so wonky at the time. And the fact that Graves, like, kept hammering, Rana's shoulder was up, Rana's shoulder was up. I, I, especially with how many times that that Vince has inserted himself into different things throughout this thing. <laughs> I thought they were going to cut Becky's music and Vince was going to come out and say, restart the match. And oh, they were going to dusty finish Becky Lynch in the main event of mm-hmm. WrestleMania. I, I honestly believe that was going to happen until WrestleMania went off the air. And there are, million, so there are a million there are things that, that could happen. Becky Lynch's music did hit real quick, but they, that's I mean, it's literally a person's job sure, to sure, cue sure. up the music as soon as the bell rings. Right, 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 right. So that's not like everybody acts like Vince is running from Gorilla. Goddamn pal. Hit that <laughs> last kick in music. That's not how it happens. Uh Warren, your thoughts on the finish and, and the news that has emerged in, in a situation that could you don't know how the situation will read tomorrow. You don't know. WWE and their main event of WrestleMania and what should be the finish and what was the finish. It's a hot topic of conversation at the very least. Well, right up until uh, learning about this, uh, this twist, I was really mad that there wasn't a clean finish. Like I was really, really mad that they were ending on a controversial note. It was like, why, 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 why just, why why aren't we just getting the 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 proper finish for Becky that we that we wanted that sh- that was expected you did I was like WWE you did so well with Kofi tonight why why are you pulling this garbage with uh, with, with with Becky 
Um, yeah, it's going to be a couple of interesting days on Twitter, isn't it? Uh, it's going to be really, really interesting because look, I have I haven't been on since we've started. Uh, so probably even right now it's probably uh, melting down. Um, man, I I mean, if the ref if the ref messed up, oh boy, poor guy. I like feel bad for him. Feel yeah, real bad for him because quite frankly, shit happens. And, and I mean, you know what? I mean, here's here's the other thing. Like like, what do we remember about that Hogan Sting match that the finish got botched? Yeah. Like, are we going to look back at this? Even though the right person ended up winning, like, are we going to look back at this and, and think of it in the same terms twenty years from now? Well, I'll I'll tell you what what really helped us out. Starcade '97 didn't have a Kofi Kingston winning a championship. That's that's true, and that's what people are going to remember this show for. Uh, Starcade '97, you're talking about like, and there there were some good marquee matches on there. There was some okay stuff, but. Nobody's talking about how Goldberg beat Steve McMichael on that show, and we can't stop forgetting about you. Know. <laughs> you know what, man? Like, <laughs> it does happen, and sometimes you, you blow spots, you blow your finish. You, you, yeah, you, and, and you're I, a little too quick on the draw. Okay, and sometimes you just want things to culminate. On the grandest stage of them all, but your performance just isn't quite up to the task. And you go one, two, oh, no, what have I done? What have I done? Well, you didn't take your blue chew. Because if you did, this wouldn't be an issue. Bluechew.com, that's blue like the color blue. Brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work even if you've been teased for two full hours. You can take them anytime, day or night. How about 5 p.m. Eastern when WrestleMania starts? How about 2.30 in the morning when the Fightful post-show ends and you're still at it? <laughs> They work up to twice as fast as a pill. You can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. They're prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person doctor's visit. No waiting at the pharmacy. You don't have to get a rectal exam from Kevin Nash to get these. They ship straight to your door. No more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Bluetooth prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we got a special deal for all you guys. Free! Free, the same price as this show. So leave a thumbs up. Use the code FIGHTFUL and hit them up at Get Blue Chew. They're our longest, most consistent sponsor. Uh, they've thrown me work on the side, so I would appreciate it if you would support them. Even if you don't want to try Blue Chew, hit them up at Get Blue Chew and just say, hey, we became aware of you because of FIGHTFUL. And hey, it's not just for performance issues. Maybe you want to enhance your performance bluechew.com code fightful is the way to do it boy that felt good (laughs) and that's what she'll say after or he will say after you use bluechew.com code fightful becky lynch is the champion the right call was made in the big three warren 
Seth Rollins, Kofi Kingston, Becky Lynch, for story's sake, for the sake of paying things off, for the sake of the future, the right three calls were made in my in my estimation, Warren. Yeah, absolutely. Opens up for some new interesting uh, possibilities as far as uh, new storylines go. Uh, we're on the cusp of the superstar shakeup, so you know we'll we'll you know we'll probably have uh, the opportunity to have new people on new brands if the brand split still stands. And then next week there's the uh, uh, well, that's it. It's the international sh- sh- superstar superstar shakeup. So what does that mean? Does that mean? We'll get people from NXT. Tian Bang is back. <laughs> How about those him Brazilian him. guys who got squashed by the War Raiders on NXT? Those guys. Hey, I'll take up. it. I'll um, take it. Well, this, this, go ahead. These these three these three matches with with the finishes that were correct and they actually should have happened the way they did because we all wanted them to. I can't get over how many possibilities this this shows up. We're going to have a universal champion who's on Raw every week for the first time in I don't know how long. That's that's since since Kevin Owens was the champ. Like, cause then Goldberg won it, and he was there kind of, and then mm-hmm. after that, that's you know, like then well, I guess Roman was there, but he felt like he was he was a champ for such a short amount of time. It didn't feel like that anyway. Seth Rollins is champ, and he says he's going to be a fighting champ. That's great. The Kofi thing. That, like, honestly, I have no idea where we go from here, but it's so cool that Kofi Kingston is champion. And then the women's thing, like, the double champion. Like, dude, like, what? where where do we go from here? Does, is she, is Becky Lynch going to defend the Raw title on Raw and the SmackDown title on SmackDown? Is one of them going to wind up being vacated? Like, there's all kinds of things that are open. WWE is never better than when when there's some uncertainty and some questions and some intrigue. And that's and, what we have right now on all the top titles. And uh, now they got to stop being lazy. Stop yes. being lazy with the brand split. Stop being lazy with your division. Stop being lazy with talent. Yeah. Kevin Owens was depressed on Twitter that he was not on this show. He wasn't even the battle royal. Yeah. It was sad. It was sad. Now, all things considered, you look at this in totality, I thought it was a good WrestleMania. I don't need seven and a half hours, but I love wrestling. I wasn't doing anything else today anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I want to personally thank Alex. You've been here with me. All what you're going to be here with me the next two days, too. I mean, you're going to be on six shows in uh, just over a week with me. Warren, back-to-back-to-back nights, and then... Two nights before that, you did NXT. Uh, Andrew Thompson, who balances a class load of like eight at once. Kyler James, who handles our social media. He didn't have prior experience before this job, and he's rocked the shit. Jeremy Lambert has been awesome for us. David T's covered like 12 events. I don't know how he did it. Joe Holbert did like eight or nine features and covered WrestleMania. Ryan Cook covered a bunch of events. Uh, they they did a lot of great stuff for us. I can't tell you how important they are to what we do. Those people are how I am able to text people throughout the day, how I'm able to chase down stories, how I'm able to get interviews and all that. Please show them love. Follow them on Twitter. Uh, let them know. If Jeremy and Andrew's schedule is anything like mine, and I get the feeling that it is, by the time Wednesday rolls around, we're talking – I think 90 to 95 hours, maybe crossing a hundred on the clock 
between last Wednesday and this Wednesday. It is very tough, and I thank you all for being here with us. We covered, like, everything. There was no other wrestling website, much less one that also covers uh, MMA and boxing, that had stuff from as many shows as we did, and I wanted to uh, go above and beyond to to make that happen. Also, um, just... uh, just a lot of great people who help make Fightful work. Chris and Ashley, who is now on the free agent market, I'm told, Warren. Not personally, professionally. <laughs> yes, but she she's also picked up a gig. Yes, she, she has. But she, She's picked up a gig, but yes. but uh, uh, she, She's somebody that people should be looking out for. You should be going and following her. She had a lot of news tonight. My God, it's been, it's been a wild week. And my wife... <laughs> My wife was watching WrestleMania with me, and she goes, oh, it's almost over. And I said, huh? <laughs> huh, lady, this is the midway point. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Then this is the midway point. We have Raw after Mania, SmackDown after Mania, and then the list in your boy premiering at 6 p.m. on Wednesday. Tap the bell for notifications. It's wild. Alex, as we get here, what are your thoughts as we move forward? Uh, like I said, man, there's so much intrigue with with the top championships uh, on on both brands, um, and honestly, in the middle, like I don't know who steps up and faces Samoa Joe for the U.S. title, and who, who's who's next for for Finn for the Intercontinental. Those are great. Um, on SmackDown, the the tag titles could not be in a better position, and in my opinion, on Raw, they could not be in a worse position. So I'm I'm looking to see where all this goes. The the Raw and SmackDown after Mania are always nuts. Are we going get, to get any call-ups? Prob- I hope not. Are we going to get any returns or debuts? Maybe. But there's this is there's a brand new world out there for, for WWE. And as we said, stop being lazy. Yeah. The, the money is in the bank. The checks have cleared. You're playing with house money now. Now's the time to take some risks, make some new stars, do some new things. I'm looking forward to seeing that happen. It probably won't, and I'll bitch about it in the next two nights. <laughs> Warren, uh, send us home. Wrap us up. What do you got? Um, well, I, hey, listen, over on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes, that's, uh, I, I, I'm going to be doing my own recaps. I'm going to be doing my own run and SmackDown recaps. I, st- I give Sean and Alex about a half hour <laughs> before I start my own. So, you know, you guys can come join after once these guys are done. I'll be halfway through. Uh, and then, of course, I'll be I'll be back on uh, on Wednesday on Fightful Select for uh, 205 Live NXT NXT UK NXT is going to be a uh, NXT is going to be a a, a, a a clip show basically this week with a couple of dark matches that uh, that happened at Takeover, which I'm excited to see nonetheless because one includes Candice LeRae. Um, but uh, but yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, you, you know what? Overall, I as well enjoyed WrestleMania this year. A lot more than I did uh, 34. Thought it was a good show uh, with uh, a couple of, uh, or at least one extremely memorable moment. Um, and it was my pleasure to be here over the past couple of days with you, Sean, covering all this great, great stuff. I support our sponsors, RSV, LTS, their new line of WWE shirts. Use the code FIGHTFUL. Get uh, 20% off. Raja Live on Twitter. Get all the details about Raja's upcoming wrestling show with a lot of a lot of great names on it and of course blue chew subscribe to fightful select subscribe to us leave a thumbs up we are on podcast platforms 
everywhere. Until next time, we're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.